United States of Lead is an informative podcast that may contain sensitive material and the occasional F-bomb. Listener discretion is advised. to the Cult of Corporation, a spinoff from Paul and Andrea of United States of Lead, where we dive into the cult-like following of corporate America. Today, we are going to discuss Alec, which isn't some fancy man. It is the <laughs> <laughs> acronym stands for American Legislative Exchange Council. Now, Paul, you sent me this TikTok. Did you know about them before you saw the TikTok? I did not know about them specifically. I knew things like this happen, and I've actually even met people that have wanted to create a bill ahead of time and then present that bill to lawmakers. I've been in that room, but mm-hmm. not like this. When you look up Alex's website, which will be linked in our sources, the first thing you see is, quote, America's largest nonpartisan organization of state legislators dedicated to the principles of limited government, free markets, and federalism, end quote. Lots of red flags happening in that mission statement that also give very strong Koch brother vibes. This is the most politically neutral thing they can say, but it's so frighteningly partisan. And you want to hear another interesting fact that I didn't think to look at until just now? Yeah, please. Alec was founded September 1973. What happened during that time? Like everything? Is that the... um... The Powell Memo. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Huh. Interesting. It's all connected. (laughs) Spoiler alert. It's all connected. When you go to their board of directors page, you definitely also get a certain vibe, which if you want to just click on that. Okay. It's um, a very white... Oh, geez. A very white boomer, boomer kids generational vibe happening in their leadership. Anyways, just throwing that out there. So what is most terrifying to me and also seems really illegal is that all of these people are part of either the state or federal House and Senate. I do not understand this. How there is not a separation, but when you go to their alumni page, now this is where we start to see some familiar names. Now, if you click on that link. Oh, geez. Some just highlights are Governor Brian Kemp of Georgia, Senator Marsha Blackburn, Senator Lindsey Graham, good old Senator Marco Rubio, Senator Tim Scott, 
And when you get to U.S. House Representatives, it is crazy how long it is. So this is there's a lot of R's. You think this yes. is like the beginning of a pirate joke. I saw two D's. I'm seeing three. Who the hell are the D's in this room? Who are the Democrats that are like, <laughs> yeah, I want to go to this luncheon? Well, Mansion is in there. So <laughs> is he? Maybe maybe D's that aren't really D's. He's somewhere. I can't remember where I saw him. Yep. You, yep. you saw him? Okay. Yeah. So it could be D's that aren't really D's, you know. He's the, I think he's the only senator. He's the only D? He's the only senator. <laughs> oh, cool. The only D senator, yeah. Yeah. I mean, what does it really take to run as a Democrat or Republican, honestly? like Sure. Okay. I think it's all just a bunch of bullshit. So anyways, <laughs> the header on the alumni page is also very interesting. Quote, Alec alumni advanced limited government free market and federalism priorities at every level of elective office, end quote. And boy, do they. <laughs> but you look yeah. at the names that are attached to this and what they tout as being urgent, if you will. I wonder if they have Ayn Rand movie screenings along with it. I said that jokingly, but they probably do because Alex, director of media relations and public affairs, whose name is Molly Drenkard, promoted Ayn Rand's timeless novels and writing as a publicist at the Alexandria, Virginia office of the Ayn Rand Institute. Hmm. And also, if you click on her link, she looks like she's 23. Yeah, I feel like there's a just a really frightening uh, gap of all of the senior leadership are just old dudes, old white dudes. And, and then all of the girl. staff are like pretty attractive, young, white. So she worked for the Ayn Rand Institute. Yes. Wow. Prior to working here. Anyways, now we did discuss briefly about people who identify as federalists in our Boston Tea Party episode, but I just want to emphasize one of the biggest drawbacks of federalism, which is a big focus on our podcast that states compete to attract business by lowering taxes and regulations, end quote. And this is what's most important to us, obviously, because what happens when we have corporate regulation rollbacks? Higher lead poisoning and higher other poisoning, not just lead, but microplastics, all that shit. Over the past few decades, too, we have seen a big emphasis of the consequences of rolling back corporate regulations. Now, there is a website called Alec Exposed, which has a very thorough breakdown of the ALEC organization. Hmm. And I thought I would focus on some of the points that they make to connect to what we discuss, which again, will be linked in our sources. We're just going to do a breakdown of what they focus on regarding ALEC's agenda. When it comes to workers' rights and consumer rights, quote, through the corporate-funded American Legislative Exchange Council, global corporations and state politicians are voting behind closed doors to rewrite state laws. Bills on this page limit workers' rights and drain labor unions of resources for protecting employees, undermine consumer protections, favor the Wall Street financial agenda, limit the ability to cap exuberant interest rates on credit cards and bank fees, end quote. Now, that last part made me think, too, about interest rate hikes as the solution from the Fed instead of, gee, I don't know, maybe just taxing corporations and billionaires appropriately. But what I find here is that they're subtly just changing these laws. So it's, it's just things that you might just assume are your rights under the law that are just going away without you even realizing it. And that's just super terrifying. It's so frightening to me that in our lifetimes, the creation of overdraft fees were created. Mm. 
there was a time when we were alive. I don't think either of us had probably had a bank account, but we were alive yeah. on the planet and there were no overdraft fees. I didn't know um, that. It was like in the eighties. Wow. But it feels like that's something that has been around forever. You just assume. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And the thing I find pretty amazing about this Alec Exposed website is they give you the sources to the active bills in Congress mm. and what exactly those bills entail. So I do mm. really hope that everybody will take the time to check this out because they do a good job of not just saying these things are happening, but showing you how they're happening and who you can contact in your state regarding each one. Oh, but you know, Alec does do something good. They do offer scholarships. What are the scholarships for? Well, <laughs> according to Alec Exposed quote, corporate backers of the Alec have funneled an estimated 4 million in gifts to legislators for travel, hotel rooms, and meals at posh resorts with corporate lobbyists since 2006. I legit did not know this until oh, just now. Did? I was, I was this, this today years old. Yeah. <laughs> they write it off as a scholarship. Yeah, because I would like this person who's receiving the finest healthcare in the entire world. <laughs> and as a senator, you will receive a pension for one term of service for the rest of your life. It just takes one term. Oh yeah, one term, you're done. You're you never have to work again. You get insurance forever, and you get a you get a six figure pension for the rest of your life. I need to run for some sort of office. Yeah. What's also fun too is they have a a section called Coke Exposed, and my goodness, there is some wonderfully horrific information in there. What's I guess most important too is it shows you the active organizations that they're a part of. Okay. Ones from the past. It's just like a nice breakdown. Now, when it comes to environment, energy, and agriculture, there's also a lot exposed. But one that stuck out to me was, quote, hindering state-level regulation on groundwater contaminants by establishing EPA standards as a ceiling rather than a floor, giving an agro-business-dominated agency a regulatory veto and adding other burdens, end quote. And so the reason that this sticks out to me is remember the Trump timeline when the EPA started doing those rollbacks on the standards of what is considered high and getting rid of the jobs that regulate those things and the classes that people who work in construction have to take for lead safe practices. I like to think of this as the Stephen Goldner approach <laughs> to quality control and public safety. I'm not even sure if that'll air <laughs> I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean, old Stephen Goldner. Yeah, yeah you can't here. trust these people. You can't. I... It really exposes that blueprint, the Powell Memo blueprint, mm -hmm, on so mm -hmm. many levels. Because when Trump took office, they really started to actually implement all of this shit. I can't stress this enough. Again, I'll say this until the day I die. The first thing that the Republican Congress after the 2016 election, the first thing they did was attempt to remove the ethics board for congressional oversight. They did not work on getting food in mm -hmm. mouths. They did not work on getting shelter or roofs overheads. The first thing they needed to do was get rid of the ethics board. And there's a really Failed. big section on here though of other stuff still uh, like they're they're not done with that <laughs> oh no i mean and, it didn't work but like yeah. they clearly thought like let's just do this let's ram this through and we mm -hmm. will because if yeah. we learned anything it's not like a certain party of people learn their lesson 
mm-hmm. and then do it differently it's manifest destiny this is my fucking way i'm getting my way the way i want to get it doesn't matter yeah so it's not like they're just gonna stop <laughs> but mm-hmm. i i want to say i highly recommend that people look at this alec exposed website with that timeline from the episode where we go through the trump timeline i can't even remember what episode that is but a frightening it, one that's what it's look, very for scar- inter- look for the scariest episode yeah it's very interesting to see the correlation between the two it actually might have been our first or second episode of cult the corporation i don't remember but anyways now we also have discussed in the past the correlation between defunding education to make it look bad while at the same time promoting privatizing education I say like the whole fucking reason Betsy DeVos was put in charge of the Department of Education under Trump. Again, big red flag. You have somebody who's for privatizing school as the Department of Education head. Mm. Mm -hmm. Well, the section on Alec Exposed website says, quote, it reveals how Alec bills would privatize public education, crush teacher unions, which we've already seen happening, and push American universities to the right. Among other things, these bills make education a private commodity rather than a public good, end quote. I also have to note that while scrolling through a lot of this stuff, there's a very strong Wisconsin presence on this website. And remember how I've talked about how they have such a focus on Wisconsin? Now, I want to focus, too, on the push for American universities to the right. And I've brought up, you know, the going to University of Minnesota and all the things that I learned there about America's history. And they know that a lot of people learn about America's real history in colleges. We've seen, too, the people who come from these very far-right-leaning universities, like Ginny and Clarence, they have a certain agenda that's rather terrifying. Mm -hmm. So that's the direction they want that to go. Now, when it comes to guns and ammunition, quote, For many years, the National Rifle Association actually co-chaired the ALEC Task Force on Public Safety and Elections, which have you noticed, too, that strong presence of people supposedly protecting the voter drop-offs with their guns? Is that happening near you? Not Oh, not near me. I think it was Arizona. Sure. That's where I saw it. Or that's on TV. I mean, it will be happening here. The election bills are discussed in the section on the site titled Democracy, Voter Rights, and Federal Power. Again, hmm. (laughs) Like, you just have to see these words and clearly connect what they're doing. Alec bills include, quote, model legislation that advances the constitutionality of an individual's right to bear arms, an argument vindicated by a recent ruling of the Supreme Court. The legislation also would likely benefit the firearms industry closely connected to the NRA, end quote which also connects exactly to everything we've discussed in our ammunition episode. Now, yeah, please comment. <laughs> oh, I just overwhelming. But also it's like, why can't we acknowledge that this is how the game is being played? Mm-hmm. And then also like, why isn't there an appropriate response on yes. the left? And whether yes. that's to stop this kind of game playing or whether that's to play by these rules. I always just go back to Billy Madison at the end where they're playing the game and the one yeah. guy with business ethics and the way he's like, he just can't. <laughs> it's like, that is that side of it. Like what happened to ethics? <laughs> it's very important to me personally, but what I really found most interesting was that they, the Alec Foundation or council has quote model bills. Yeah. Now this is something where I thought I hadn't heard of these guys. 
But there was an episode of John Oliver a while back where he talks about this. And that council of lawyers who make these drafted bills where you just have to put your signature on it. Yep. And that's what he was discussing. So all they do is they found a way to streamline how to monopolize government through these bills. And they just need to find the right dupes to do it. When they call themselves the Tea Party, if you actually go back and if you listen to our tea, Boston Tea Party episode, the true reality of the tea, Boston Tea Party is this craziness. And again, it was two people who were having a good deal on selling tea and it was getting taken away from them and they duped a bunch of people to do this shit. So it's interesting too that you brought up, I wonder if the Democrats have a model like this. Well, apparently there is. From a 2020 article from New Republic, quote, for decades, the left has dreamed of building an organization to rival the American Legislative Exchange Council, the conservative group that has crafted and coordinated Republican legislation in the state since the early 1970s. Let's see it. What do they got? Every few years, it seems a new progressive group appears only to quickly vanish because it was unable to establish a winning strategy or sustain enough donor interest. Mm hmm. But the organization six, which is a capital S, lowercase i, capital X, five years after founding, shows signs of staying in power, end quote. But this is where I'd like to just say another solution to this would be abolishing political lobbying, abolishing government officials having the ability to trade stock, and putting a salary cap on anyone holding office. The end. Special thanks. <laughs> what if we just do that? Because... Having an organization on the other side, yes, well, you could, it's still a game. They're still getting to play their game. And all that other shit that shouldn't be happening is still going to be happening. You're going to have lobbyists on both sides. And well, they're always going to be profiting. I agree with your points. Abolishing lobbying, abolishing governmental, officials trading stock, salary caps. I would love to see term limits. Um, term limits. It seems like one of the biggest things is Democratic leadership doesn't, actually want to create the change that would overwhelm the republicans because that means they would be giving up all of their connections and they're looking at what they're losing too not what the american people are gaining that's the only way i can see if you're feeding someone and someone doesn't have to worry about their phone bill and they don't have to worry about their Netflix going off, and then when they know when they get sick, they can just call their boss and say, I can't come in today and it's protected by law. And when they get really, really sick, they're not going to be worried about losing their life savings because so they're just not even going to go to the doctor like that's they can live with dignity. That's better than any gotcha at a debate that nobody watches. As far as I'm concerned, the Democrats are afraid to actually do that, to enact policies where people get See, to live good lives. That's I'm confused, because, like, you know, I've seen a lot of on social media with Biden saying, if we can maintain power in the Senate, I will do this. If we can do it's like, why aren't you just doing it now? Just do it. That part I don't get. Why are you dangling this little carrot in front of voters when you could just have fucking done it? Because abortion has been the biggest finger in the dam and carrot that the Democrats have had for 40 years. And it's, yeah. we don't actually need to do anything. We're just going to make sure that you don't lose out on this abortion thing. And now that's gone. So. And the other thing I think is just going back to, you know, that the left wants their own version of this so that they can, can continue their cat and mouse game. What I, oh, I wish I, I don't know if I still have the link, but I, for some reason, I don't even know why, but I get Reddit. Um, oh yeah. They send my you email. like, up, yeah. 
it's it is kind of hard to get rid of that i don't even know how i got it though because i'm not even on reddit (laughs) so probably you probably looked at reddit to look at some something else and then it just set it up yep and now i get daily updates but one that was on there was no matter what side you're on people believe that there should be like i said all of those things lobbying money you should not be able to profit as a sitting representative or senator and any political office you already trade stock yes no matter what side you're on most people do believe that and that's not getting focused enough you already get the best health care in the world for the rest of your life and a pension for the rest of your life if you don't think a six-figure pension for the rest of your life is enough to live on you're literally incapable of leading me you you are so far out of what people are actually dealing with you are in la la land uh, you have no idea how to lead me or the country or a Big Mac to a Burger King. It's yeah. So the shift needs to be back to why are you here? You know, and <laughs> clearly on both sides, it's not for the people. We the people. I don't care. <laughs> it's like I really would like to see a bigger focus on those issues being addressed. Because at the end of the day, I do think the majority of us do want to see that. It's not saying, you know, you shouldn't get paid well to do a good job. But like you just said, they're getting paid pretty well to do this job. I just can't fathom why it is acceptable to have any monetary gain on your decisions. Your decisions should be based on what's best for the people, not what's best for your pockets. And that's on both sides. I'm looking up, I think it's Lauren Boebert. Oh, God, what? I just saw something about how, like, they had nothing. Oh, well, probably wasn't Marjorie Taylor Greene because her dad's that big construction. Somebody had, like, 1200 bucks in their bank account when they started. It was both. And, and then, like, forty grand in debt. And then they had, and now Magically. they're they're worth, like, $2.3 million. How did that happen? When did they find time to get, apparently, an extra job at, like, Burger King? Because I don't know how you make, you do lawmaking and then also yeah. this, like, side gig. Yeah. It's bonkers. But then also when you're in office for super long, then it's really scary. Like, and I'll go to, I mean, I can't stand, uh, who's the speaker of the house? Um, Nancy. Nancy Pelosi. I'll, but what's his name? The, the, the neck. Um, the neck. The neck. Oh, oh wow. Mitch, oh, Mitch McConnell. Turtle. Mitch McConnell has been there what forever. He He's been there forever. And that motherfucker is rich, 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 rich. How did that Bernie. happen? Same thing with Bernie. How did that happen? I know how to, I mean, Bernie has several houses. He is rich. Yeah. I mean, but you know, Bernie has the authenticity and authority of saying you can play his talking points from 1986. Yes. And they're the same fucking talking points in 2006, 16, and will be in 26 because we're not, nothing's changing, but he's still benefiting. They should not benefit like that. They not like that. Not like millions. Not like that. You should like you that. should be compensated. Yes, but you know you have a job description when you're applying for a job, and it's like yeah. you know you get your four hundred one k, you get this. There's like potential for a raise every two years or whatever. Sure, sure. And that's it. Not these outside additional. Well, if you sure write a book. As I mentioned, I really highly recommend people check out the Alec Exposed website because, like I said, it's not just this scare tactic conspiracy theory they actually link you to these bills and not only that like i said the people that you can call because 
we didn't get to this, but there's the corporations that are linked to Alec, which obviously okay. high Coke industries, but ones that you might not realize that give money to this organization. They also have the numbers that you can call them too. But I think the most important part is people just, I mean, and I know like I should not just be saying this to other people, but like myself too, but people going out to these fundraising for both parties and being like, listen, what are you doing about this? Are you behind doing this? And if people aren't behind abolishing stock trading in office, you got to ask questions. We got to focus on the things that we really should be focusing on here. I feel like what we talk about the blueprint from the Powell memo, the Democrats have their own that they just, this is what we follow. This is all we can, you know, and both sides got to be shaken up a little bit. Well, one side is saying what they really want, and that is fascism, uh, Christian nationalism, race, a race hierarchy established in the mechanism of government and social programming. And they're saying it, they're saying it now, and they're letting us know what they want. And then the other side is saying we're not them. Well, so, I want to note too, the federalist concept of as little government as possible. But all that's dog whistles. I mean, because well, it doesn't sure. work. No, it doesn't yeah. work. And also all it does. So all you do then, like when you go back to the Civil War, you know, states rights and this state wanting this state. Well, this state has this corporation. Well, hey, come over here and, you know, we'll lower those regulations. It does no good for the people at all. Well, it was states' rights to own slaves. Oh, I know. But I'm saying this concept present day, because how they barter it now is like by saying, hey, well, you know what? You don't have to test for a lot if you come to Nebraska. Why don't you bring your business here? You can have this much more revenue. It has nothing to do with the good of the people and everything to do with profit. And just same what it did when, you know, owning people. It's all about only certain people. Right. If profiting. it was all about states' rights and the sovereignty of states' rights, the superiority of states' rights, or small government and whatnot, then they literally would ban any kind of oversight on abortion. Yeah. Like, if it was all about, like, government getting out of everything. It doesn't make sense. If, and, like, <laughs> as both of us are just like, because, like, it doesn't. We make... are still waiting for the NRA to share any amount of their outrage over the death, the murder of Philando Castile, who was a black man in a car, declared that he had a gun, declared that he had a a legal permit permit to conceal Mm -hmm. and carry, and then was summarily executed, was summarily shot by that fucking coward Mm -hmm. who just shot him. Yeah, we're still waiting for the outrage and and the defense. Yeah. Like, where is the legal defense fund for his family to sue the Falcon Heights Police Department? Where's the, where are the millions of dollars from the NRA to Philando Castile's family? Where's the millions of dollars for that school where he worked to celebrate the loss of this hero? Mm-hmm. All these children had to put up with the loss of someone that they looked up to. So it's all bullshit. And uh, one party is saying, yep, we're actually not really into any of this stuff. This is what we're actually into. And then the other party is sort of pretending that Instead we'll, of we'll play, what's that one? Um, we'll beat them at their own game. They have the mentality of we'll beat them at their own game type of mean? thing. This new organization, the six. Oh, well, you're doing that. We'll beat you at your own game. And it's like, okay, how about you guys stop playing the game? <laughs> well, and I think that's what the Republicans are doing. They're like, yeah, actually, we just want power. That's all we want. We don't really care how we get it. We don't care what we have to do. We just want the power. We want, And we want to make sure that you don't have the power. Yes. And then that's what the game's always been. And then 
the Democrats are doing the same thing, but they're like with their hands and they're wringing their hats and they're like, yeah. oh, well, we want to keep the power too, but we don't, which means that they don't actually want to legislate for actual effect where our mm-hmm. lives would improve and we would have more power. We would have more autonomy over our mm-hmm. funds, over our finances, over our education, <laughs> over our ability to produce food. Like all of those things are stifled by the government. Yeah. And also like just going back to like a resume of, you know, oh, so you you worked with this organization and you did this and you did that. And it's like, there's no resume that you need to run for office. Mm-hmm. And it's just gotten so out of control. How about we, ha- instead of regulating women's bodies, we regulate politicians. <laughs> it's because we're voting for wrestling heroes. We're not voting yes. for leadership. We're not voting for leaders. We're voting for the good guys versus the bad yeah. guys. We're and voting for entertainment. Yeah. You don't theater yourself out of that. Yeah. You policy yourself out of that. Physical, concrete improvements to the lives yeah. of the people in your constituency. You need a real fire extinguisher if you're on fire. You can't have the nicest looking prop. You need to have, or the greatest rhetoric around yeah. how all of these other people are about to light other fires. So, no, 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 I need a fire extinguisher. Give me a yeah. fire extinguisher. And if someone then starts legislation where it's like, this is mine, I need this, I need to protect this, and someone comes by and they're like, yep, we're going to get rid of it. Like, how did we get to the point where social security is on the chopping block Dude, and it's I, not, it's not even remote? <laughs> I can't. I can't. How many, how much, how much do you think you've paid in? How much have you paid in? I don't even want to know. It's more than, a, it's more than 10 bucks. And I, I mean, that makes me yes. pissed. <laughs> It's at least a dozen dollars, I'll tell you that. <laughs> and I want, oh, so that's just going to go away? That's what are you insane. What are you entitled to that? Yeah, I yeah, am. Actually, I am. I am entitled to that. It's the gaslighting. Like, uh, but, actually, I am. How is it that? That's the like, whole point of it. Yeah. I think it's because people have so much despair in the system. It's like, what's the point of the fight? That's even the if, whole point. Even if, that was even the if whole I, point, though, Paul. I, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Even if I get social security, I can't really afford to retire. So fuck it. I don't, I mean. that's Yeah. That's their whole plan was to make people so passive, so drained and burned out that you just don't give a shit anymore. Yep. That's what then, abusers, that's what abusers do. Yep. Well, that's all the time we have for this week. And we will talk to you guys next week. Thanks everybody. Thank you for tuning in to United States of Lead, hosted by Andrea Elizabeth and Paul Kramer. Just a quick disclaimer, Andrea and Paul are not experts in lead poisoning. We do ask that you check our sources and read up a little bit more on your own. Thanks again for listening.